Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hello, ladies. Hello, hello. You didn't say hello, ladies. It was, I'm saying hello, ladies because it's on the top. Hello, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> hello, ladies. We got since so many um, Kevin from Grand Designs walking in a screenshot of him walking into a room saying hello, ladies. I didn't know that reference. Oh, yeah. I probably should have tagged it. I didn't know. I mean, I didn't really know either. This is about 17 girlies sent it to us. Yeah, we own that phrase now. It's trademarked, like Megan trademarking archetypes, which failing to. Huge apologies about the jingling of the ice in our Palomas this week. I found the big ice tray, you know, the big square ice cubes. It's like, so chic. Yeah, I found that empty in the freezer just now. <laughs> I was like, why? Who did Very that? sad. So now it's going to be a loud ASMR listen. Small cubed listen. A very two tired entrepreneurs coming to life, <laughs> two two girl bosses who girl boss so hard, who girl boss themselves into a completely preventable mental breakdown. <laughs> <on the laughs> yes. Weekend. Okay, so we released our merch. It sold out Ooh. in three hours. We're completely overwhelmed. Very happy. I think I cried twice. Ble- we're blessed. We're grateful. Blessed and grateful. Um, and yeah, as I mean, everybody particularly those who are involved in the pre-sale have come to question and ponder is why (laughs) we did it the way we did it. Um, It's like a common theme in our lives. There's no answer. There's never any answer. So, I mean, basically... (laughs) I'm just like staring into the abyss saying the word PayPal because it's like (laughs) my new... 
This is my nemesis. I can't hear the word PayPal. I literally can't. Every time it gets me to log in and it does the security code to my phone, I have like 24 messages in a row from PayPal with those security messages. Yeah. Um, so essentially for the pre-sale girlies, I mean, the pre-sale girlies got the <laughs> rough end of the yes. stick. Yes. Um, because what we did was we thought it'd be really cute and really fine and manageable to do the pre-sale and just get everyone to essentially I always buy shit off Instagram sales on stories Mm -hmm. and Grace actually mentioned you know we should just do it all through Instagram and I was like great I do that all the time so I went through my previous orders on PayPal and like found my old DMs with these vintage sites and I was like this is how they do it they just say send your email address we'll we'll request you the full amount send your (laughs) postal address all smooth sailing I don't think they're getting as many orders they're not operating on the scale (laughs) on the vast scale yes so i feel like we were running like facebook or something (laughs) how many fucking orders can two girls stay on top um it's like pretty little thing doing their drops through paypal and having people say honestly dm us what you want and what's funny about it as well is we'd planned for the main sale to go out so we were like okay we'll both get up at this time 7 a.m in london we'll We'll come to my house. We'll be ready for these orders. We'll get a system. Um, but the pre-sale, we just forgot about in terms of like any kind of plan. Yes. And then it came to midnight and I was like, Grace, and you're probably asleep, but yeah. I don't have access to the PayPal. And then at seven in the morning, <laughs> at, by 7.03, we had like 300 orders. Yeah. And we spent the entire day going through that on Saturday. We were like sitting together working on like a jingling table with just like various coffees and such around us. And we sat down at like 9.04. And then we, I remember looking up at the clock and it was like 2.35 PM. And I felt like five minutes had passed. I haven't worked that hard since I've worked <laughs> in fucking movie theaters when I was 15. <laughs> I was like, this I is what manual labor feels since like. Since I worked at Pack and Say. <laughs> no, since you worked at the Wild, Wild Bean Cafe. Cafe. I know. I was thinking, which one did I work harder at? And I went for Pack and Save. <laughs> Packing them orders on a hangover when I was 16. Um, yes. And so, also, what was quite funny about the situation is there were no cafes open mm-hmm. at, because this is 7 a.m. on a Saturday morning, there was nothing open. So, we went to Electric House, which is like a Soho house place because they would be the only place that would let a let us have laptops and b be open we went there and it was really funny because there was absolutely no one there we were the the first table and then i looked up at about 10 a.m and there was this brunch rush kids everywhere tables full everyone having eggs benedict i was like gorgeous (laughs) look back down to paypal screaming on the phone to this woman from paypal look up again it's 2 p.m. Everyone's having lunches. There's a few champagnes going around. Glance back up, 5 p.m. Everyone's on the piss. <laughs> I was like, we have to leave. And it was dark outside. I was like, we've, we're going to be here till 3 in the morning when there's a DJ playing like to, to the roof. typing <laughs> the walls. What it? To the windows? To the windows. The walls. <laughs> oh, my God. And we're just like, to the sweat dripping around, Mark. <laughs> on the phone to PayPal still. <laughs> yeah, PayPal were menaces. Fuck PayPal. Like, PayPal literally. is the worst company. Obviously, it was <laughs> Founded by like Elon Musk. Is it founded by Elon? I think it is. And now like Peter Thiel runs it. It's just a bad company. I was like, they're worth like $400 billion and they can't even get our merch drop right. On on the phone to the woman, she was like, try again in 24 hours. And I was like, 
what is the point of your services? <laughs> like, I thought this is literally what the whole point of PayPal is to help a small business is to help people pay you, yeah, and get paid. And we can't even do that. So anyway, then someone we were working us. off PayPal and like an actual Excel spreadsheet. Like it was like we're in the Middle Ages. We're Zach like tried to we, save we were, us and he couldn't. <laughs> we were do, doing on like an abacus to like tie everything. In. <laughs> Zach was like, "Let me help you with your stock take," and then he took one look at the Excel doc and was like, "I can't." He was trying to code it and. He was just he just kept going. He had his headphones and he just kept going, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. <laughs> he was like, this is a fucking mess. So many girls have been like, we I got two PayPal requests, girlies, but I'm just gonna ignore the second one. And we're like, thank you. Thank you. Um so then Grace at about 4 p.m. I was like, we can't do this again tomorrow because we had adrenaline for day one. Yeah. But I was like, this cannot happen twice in a row. And so Grace set us up a Shopify account within five minutes and everything was smooth sailing for the next day. Yeah, it was so simple. So that yeah, the <laughs> the the pre-sale girlies had to endure hell so that the non-pre-sale girlies could have a smooth and gorgeous and simple transaction. Which isn't the way the cookie should crumble, really. Yeah. <laughs> but the pre-sale girls did say if it was any less chaotic, it wouldn't feel right. There was like a, a, a community spirit. <laughs> everyone helping to get their job so many people like i don't even have paypal so we were getting like people's orders from their like boyfriends mum's paypal account who had a completely different name like that's that the ux on paypal is awful this is one thing we've learned i never yeah i never want to step foot in that side again yeah i shared one of our funniest dm conversations with a girl where she just was like can i have a hat and i was like (laughs) Okay, what hat? Where do you live? What's your address? What's your PayPal? And she was just like, I live at 24, like, Markson Street. And I was like, okay, what city? What country? What's the postcode? And she was just like, sorry, I'm stoned. And I was like, this is literally our 24 hours in one message. That's like when they do those focus groups and it's like, who is the blah, blah woman? And you create like a fake customer called let rochelle and she loves like lattes and stuff that's our awd woman yes someone who's too stoned to like spill out their own address (laughs) (laughs) says i want a hat yeah yeah we got so many dms of people being like one of these please full stop and i was like jesus yeah it's chaos but yeah we sold out in three hours it was crazy so big announcement special news we're doing a restock (laughs) (laughs) yeah we Obviously did not prepare for the demand. So I've been on the blower yet again (laughs) to our merch, Brandstamp, the gorgeous people at Brandstamp. And they're working hard to respond to my chaos. Firstly, I DM'd them chaotically at 7.05 in the morning. We need 1,000 Jada hats now. (laughs) Being like, how quickly can you get us more hats? Um, And then I've, yep, since followed up a few times and we think we've got a restock well we do we've got a restock we've got a restock so this is it final time there's gonna be no more restocks from here every single item that we dropped who is hunky dory box fit tea yeah hello ladies baby tea pea brain shorts jade hat girly hat <laughs> that's it no more never They're again. never coming back it's like the um supreme supreme model okay you get it once that's it and this will be a collector's item. You'll it's, be able to sell yeah. it on eBay for in triple its years. price. Oh, my God. Who knows what it'll be worth in 10 years. So, yeah. what? When are we going to do that? This is happening on Monday, the 28th of November. So this coming Monday at 9 a.m. Sydney time. So that's 
A-E-D-T? A-E-D-T. <laughs> 9 a.m. A-E-D-T. So look at your thing that's like nighttime for UK. Yeah. But you've got a whole, well, like until it sells out. And it'll be on Shopify, so it'll be easier. Yeah, Shopify. So we'll embed the Shopify link in this episode and the date again so you can just remind yourselves because I never write anything down. Yes, and also we'll post it on Instagram because yes. we have – a little special treat for the girlies in this drop. Yes. So look out on Insta in the coming days. Yes. For more info. Very exciting. Okay. On to the second most chaotic news story of the week, aside from our merch drop. So Olivia, <laughs> Wild and Harry Styles have broken up. That happened amid the merch drop or like the morning of so it got a bit drowned out because we were too busy <laughs> yeah. to talk we haven't even yeah. talked about it i don't think at all i haven't said one word about it but i think <laughs> that i haven't said one word about this to anyone i've just Neither. been processing internally yeah. i don't know what to make of this to be quite honest with you in terms of the timeline yeah the timeline it's fishy it's yeah it's fishy it's it makes me question everything because i was like they're just sticking it out through all of this hurricane of fuckery because they're like a proper solid couple so for them and like the quotes like they're still going to be great friends she was at the concert like three days before it was announced with her kids like you know they still respect each other it's just their schedules i was just like this all just feels confusing yeah because their schedules have been crazy this entire time yeah Harry has been touring this entire time. Mm -hmm. If anything, his schedule's about to get more chill because surely his tour's wrapping up soon. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it doesn't make sense to me. And yeah, it just made me, I don't know. I just, I'm so skeptical of everything now. I'm so confused. I don't know what to believe. Like part of me just thinks that with this ending right now, so soon after Don't Worry Darling, Mm -hmm. that the whole thing was fraudulent. Same. I feel like it was a PR stunt that like, backfired so they had to stick it out for a little bit longer so it wasn't so obvious it was a PR stunt. I feel like it's still pretty obvious. They're breaking up like fucking two months after the movies come out. Yeah. It's probably just left cinemas. <laughs> yeah. The timing is so gnarly. Yeah. It's crazy. And like now I think about it as well. Like um I sent you that TikTok of which a couple of people sent me of Pete Davidson and Emrata had like were posing for TMZ pictures, but someone got a behind the scenes video of them posing and just like how obvious it is when they're trying to pose for candid. Oh my God, we got papped photos. It's insane. Oh, I miss that. Uh, yeah. I was, yeah. I'll wow. That to you. But it's just them going, they get out of Pete Davidson's car. He pretends to cover his face for photos and then checks they got it. And then like pretends to cover <gasps> his face again. Really? They come out, they go into a doorway. All the photographers are standing around them and then they go into a, a building with a, window and then they hug and then they walk back out so the photographers have got the picture of them hugging in the doorway and then they walk back out and then em rider does like three laps up and down to make sure they get her face looking pretty as she's walking towards pete's car are you serious yeah it's crazy jare it's so jare i saw those pics yeah yeah (laughs) i saw the like final product on page six yeah i to be honest if i saw the video i wouldn't have felt as suspicious but the creator like broke down what's happening in each second and then you like watch it and you're like oh my god yeah that's what's happening wow so that's even me thinking about like him and olivia wilde getting photographed holding hands for the wedding and then getting photographed like fully kissing on the street for the first time after like in my head i'm like 
that, that they were probably just staged, like the two bookends of this relationship. Yes, because also, yet again, we'll, we've said this a billion times, but I was just reminded of it gorgeously with Eva Mendes. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Like Jade Queen. Mm-hmm. And Ryan, <laughs> she is. She is a Jade Queen. She is yeah. on Instagram. Yeah. And Ryan Gosling, mm-hmm. right? World's hottest couple. Yeah. Been together 12 years. She had two children together. How many photos of them on the internet? There is one on Getty Images. That one been photo used. of them. Has a photo from, been more downloaded than that picture? From, what was the movie? Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah, Place Beyond the Pines. And that's them on the red carpet before they even were probably dating or before anyone knew they were dating. So they were standing next to each other. And then one more photo of perhaps getting them walking in 12 years. Mm-hmm. They are they are so famous. Yeah. I think that about like, even I use this example of like Blake Lively and Ryan Reynolds, like King and Queen Jara. They are so famous as well. And they have like a brood of like 19 children and they are literally never photographed, like just mm. out on the streets kissing, but whatever. Like they'll do obvious paparazzi be, yeah. things for movies. Yes. But the delineation is so big. So I'm just like, I know everyone was interested in Olivia Wilde and Harry Styles, but I just. It's very. Po- it's, it's so like- sus. The wedding hold handing pick is so sus in retrospect. Yeah. Like as if they would just know to be like. But it's, but also that's if that pick was staged it's quite crazy with her breakup with jason sudeikis i don't know that's that's when i start to believe they were real because i'm just like that's so messy if you were gonna if you were gonna stage a relationship with harry styles i don't know if it needed to have happened that far out from the movie coming out i don't know if it needed to have happened when like she was literally still living with jason sudeikis that all feels really messy and then there were like all those shots of her packing her shit in the car which doesn't look good for anyone and the nanny stuff and the nanny stuff yeah i know and all the florence Pugh stuff like falls apart if this was just a pr romance yes because the florence Pugh stuff has now basically been confirmed that they were bussing i think it's perhaps they got together and it was all intense and then they try to like maybe stage manage it and maybe they broke up a while ago but her not going to the concerts caused all this speculate i'm just yeah i kind of i kind of think i feel like there's a middle ground because also cast your minds back to miss flow drama Mm -hmm. there was a lot about there was just i don't know that basically cast your mind actually cast your mind back to miss flow drama then there was reports that harry was breaking up with her or had seen the side to her he didn't know existed. Mm. Then Venice Film Festival, they were clearly so awkward. Mm-hmm. Like, did not look happy together. He laughed when she was asked a question at the panel. Mm-hmm. It was just weird. Mm-hmm. And then they were suddenly, she was suddenly seen back at his concerts when the movie came out. There was like a good three-week break in between them being spotted together for when she was spotted in that gorgeous white cutout dress at his mm. concert. So, yeah, maybe they broke up then. Maybe they broke up around then, which is when he realized that it was, like, yeah, maybe, like, saw a side to her or whatever that was different to what she'd been saying or was just, which I believe is true, told by his people, like, how much do you really like this chick because this is so bad for your brand? Mm. And he maybe had in the back of his head, like, okay, well, this is already a lot (laughs) and people are hating me for the first time in my whole career now because of my connection to her. It should be really fucking hard in any like yeah. relationship. So yeah, maybe that happened and then 
maybe they had some sort of like, I'd love to know what these behind the scenes conversations look like, had some sort of conversation about her saying the whole world's against me at the moment is going to look so, so bad for me. If you suddenly break up with me and we're not seen together, can we do like six weeks Yeah, <laughs> or something? I honestly believe something like that could have happened. Same. Because so- all the quotes to page six reek of her her team page six said this is the longest relationship harry's ever had so clearly they had a special bond mm. i was like you don't need to bring in that pulling out the facts i know like as if this is from harry's team yeah <laughs> the longest yeah and then it said page six as well said they're on a break it's impossible to have a relationship when he's in every continent next year and olivia has her job and her kids this was the right thing for both of them they're friends you'll still see them together so that all feels very the end of wildy. an era. This whole relationship, I mean, I, I'm sure I'm sure this is the case for a few relationships, but this whole relationship has lived and died on this podcast. Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this relationship has like aged me yeah. greatly. But deeply. I just remember us discussing the first ever picks. Yeah. It feels like just yesterday when someone said they'd been together for two years, I was like, excuse me. I know. Feels like maybe five or six months to me yeah what's next i i feel like so sad that the relationship breakdown was so this is why i think it was definitely a legit relationship actually because the picture painted by the nanny was so vivid yeah the details of it yeah and her posting the salad recipe like this if i was a lawyer you bring together lots of evidence that they were indeed together but i feel sad because i i feel like People have a soft spot for her and Jason Sudeikis and there was like an alternative world in which the divorce wasn't so horrible, like the breakup wasn't so horrible and messy that they could have rekindled, but I don't think that's possible. Mm. Yeah, well, yeah, he sounds, he sounds... He sounds really messy. Yeah, really messy. Who's next for her, Pete Davidson? (laughs) Yeah, who's next for her? Probably just someone... Probably just someone older and I would say famous, but who we wouldn't expect. Yeah. Who's next for him? Kendall Jenner was spotted at his concert two nights ago and everyone's saying they think they're dating again because... He like waved at her or something. <laughs> <laughs> everyone on TikTok's so crazy. She, yeah. she did look really hot at that concert. Did she? Yeah. She's wearing a cowboy hat. She's broken up with Devin Booker. Has she? Mm-hmm. Someone on TikTok was like, this is what all girls think they look like when they're like being silly at a concert, but like Kendall actually looks like it. Where she's like singing and dancing and throwing her hands around and she just looks hot. Yeah. And when like other people do that, they just look embarrassing. Yes. Um, who's next for him? I could imagine them bussing today. Yeah, today. <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Um, someone said someone for him that I've already forgotten about. Someone that made sense. Oh, Daisy Edgar Jones. They're in a new movie together. Mm. I don't really see it. No, I don't see it. They're not energetically aligned. No. I could see Emma Co- Like, if it if my policeman came out later and there was rumors of him and Emma Corrin... Yes. I would I would like that. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> to Harry Lambert. Emma Corrin's too cool. That's true. Emma Corrin wouldn't want Harry. Yeah, that's very true. Okay, on to an estate <laughs> sale of all estate sales. <laughs> so when was this? Over the weekend? Yeah, it was last Friday, I think. Joan Didion's estate sale, which means all of her stuff that was in kind of just her belongings 
went on sale. Estate sales have been, obviously they've been around for years, but I feel like as we millennials and Gen Z have gotten into shopping secondhand and buying vintage and stuff, the fact that estate sales exist really blew my mind like a year ago. Yes, I felt the same when I saw the announcement that there was an estate sale. I was like, this is just so crazy. I think because when I think of estate sales, I think of like a room in New- a musty room in New York City full of really rich people that no one else has access to. Whereas this was just done online. Like you could just bid for stuff. Yeah, so heaps of them in LA now. Uh, the, the girlies on TikTok will go and line up for hours because they'll find out there's um, Instagrams that announce when the estate sales are of these old rich women in Balear and Beverly Hills. And people will go and line up for hours on the, in the morning. And then Lauren from Every Outfit was talking about it a few months ago because she went to one and she said that they used to be really chill and quiet and now um, that TikTok's gotten a hold of it. It's like a nightmare. Mm. And yeah, you just walk around and shop dead people's clothes and antiques. It's kind of interesting because there's something... I know what it is. There's just like something really powerful about owning something that someone... I know those estate sales are kind of just like generically old rich women, Mm. but I just don't find old owning the stuff of dead people creepy i find there's something really like nice about it yeah i don't know why there's like an like an energy yeah <laughs> that the, the piece like has i feel like i can tell when items are cursed <laughs> <laughs> yeah i do i go into antique stores and i can just feel i'm like nah yeah yeah it's real it's, it's it's all energy baby baby so yeah the cart did an amazing piece obviously about it also, for example, her Celine sunglasses sold for 27000 US dollars. I can't. The cut said, there are two types of women in the world. Those who spent the week glued to the line for Taylor Swift concert tickets and those who tuned into the clusterfuck of bidding madness that was Joan Didion's estate sale. No truer sentence has ever been said about one Miss Gross O'Neill, who was not in the Ticketmaster queue for <laughs> Taylor Swift, obviously, but who was... Buying something at Joan Didion's estate sale. I won something in the estate sale. I can't sale. believe it. How it's much crazy. money did you just spend? Like a lot. You're so naughty. Not like twenty-seven, like like <laughs> over a thousand, but under twenty-seven. That no, a like, thousand US dollars. Yeah, like around around two thousand Australian. It was a bit more than that. Oh my Maybe god, like you crazy bitch! But for me, it's basically like I was reading Jeanette Winterson's book called art objects and it's like a series of little essays about being an artist and being a writer and being creative and she invests all her money she basically lives in like a little cottage even though she's made all this money from selling her books and spends all her money on like artworks from emerging artists and first edition books and has bought like letters from virginia wolf that cost like twenty thousand dollars like she's gnarly but she was basically just talking about how perverted our sense of what we should invest in is Mm. and how we feel fine about buying i don't even know just like expensive appliance like appliances for the house or or um expensive groceries or like even going on holiday like all these things whereas something like this buying basically i bought elizabeth harwick who's one of my favorite writers it was like five of her books that were owned by Joan Didion. And I was like, Mm. I can't think of anything else I would rather own than this, but I would spend like the equivalent of, of this investment on like five things that I don't care about that much. So I was like, I'm just gonna, that's so special and nice. It's so nice. So I basically put in a bid. Everything was crazy because you could go in and bid. I read about it somewhere 
you could go in and create an account and just bid. And it was basically saying how much it thought each item would go for. And I was like, oh, this is crazy. So the glasses were slated to go for between, I think like $500 and $600 is what, what? they had as the estimated amount, which is, I that's think they so always stupid. do it so low, but 27,000 USD, that's like, like 25,000 pounds. It's wild. It's insane. 50,000 Australian dollars for her Celine sunglasses that I have in my cupboard. Yeah. The exact ones. Yeah. I don't. I actually don't understand that one. Like the, I was kind of. It's quite crazy to wear Joan Didion's sunglasses because they're because obviously she's always been so iconic with the glasses and with her connection to Celine. It's quite crazy. Yeah. If you just knew you're walking around with Joan Didion's sunglasses on, do you think you'd wear them? I imagine you'd put them in like a yeah true cabinet, but maybe it is better cooler to just wear them. You lose them. You leave them on the subway. <laughs> leave them in my Airbnb in Margate, which is where my other Celine glasses oh. were. Yeah, some weird stuff was going. I was kind of just tapping in and out while I was watching White Lotus. And it was like, it was like weird stuff would go off for heaps. I just basically set an amount and I was like, I'll either do that or I'll just forget about it. And she had like a little Cartier table clock that went for like 35,000. And then a stack of, which is really cool, moleskin journals that hadn't been written in. That went for like 20,000. Like I was just like, this is all so crazy. Yeah. But then stacks of books would go. So like F. Scott Fitzgerald books went for like 20,000. But then writers that were less known, like Elizabeth Harwick, it, it was like at 1,200. It was at like 300, then 400, then 500. And I was just like, oh, this might actually thing. And then I just put in the number and bid. And then you were watch, like, watching it live as people were going for stuff. Yeah, it's so stressful. So I was like panicked. And then I was like about to put in some crazy number. Then I was like, just stop. If it's meant to happen, it'll happen. Oh, what? I know. Joan Didion looking down and blessing. Blessing me with a little. With a little tree. Book of short stories. It's yeah. so nice. And I'm going to America for work next week so I can pick it up in person. It's yes. going to save me heaps in like shipping and taxes. Pick it up from the estate. It's just from like a little, the, yeah, whoever's was the bidders. The auctioners are so naughty and annoying. Why? They're just like, okay, so like going once, going twice. Are we sure no one else wants any? Are we sure? I was like, shut up and smack your hammer, you fucking pest. Wait, so it was like a live auction thing and you were watching it? Yeah. Crazy. I thought it was just like an eBay bidding thing. No, it went for like 10 hours. So I just like. Like, forgot it was on and then got an email because I'd put in a little bid just as, like, a, a final a little, thing before. A little bid. A little bid. And they were like, um, it's happening. So I watched it and then I was watching it live and then obviously got bored because it was, like, the one I wanted was, like, lot 179 and it was it took literally, like, a whole day. And then um, I think it was, like, like, 11 p.m. or something and it was coming up. So I was like, oh, I'll just watch and see what happens. And then I was like, I think that's mine because that's the highest amount I'd put in. And then I got an email being like, you won. <laughs> oh, that's special. Because it doesn't say who won it. It just says the, no- the 22794 or something, which I didn't even know what I was. So, yeah, Diddy and Sling sunglasses went for 27000 An admittedly beautiful photo of her leaning against a stingray <laughs> went for 26000 Other sums are simply impossible to rationalize, no matter how you slice it. Two sets of blank, blank notebooks <laughs> went for 11000 each. Yes. A stained pair of leather trash baskets were auctioned off for 5500 One lucky soul coughed up 7000 for the collection of beach trash that once sat on Didion's mantle. <laughs> Love. 
Also, the auction's nearly $2 million in proceeds. You mm. are going towards medical research and a scholarship for women in literature. Oh, my God. Giving back? I'm giving back to the community. Yeah. I'm going to apply for that scholarship. Yes. Pay for myself. That's so, that's so nice. Yeah, I haven't gotten into, like, <laughs> art or special buy i don't i don't own anything that's like a nice thing (laughs) like literally as in i own i own i have no possessions that are expensive or nice other than clothes and a laptop i feel like your next your la era will be that a collection of objects my la era has been like a roaming traveler for so many years (laughs) yeah it's it's not gonna be it's gonna be me getting that stupid blender that I really want. Which one? Drop the deets. I said it on the pod before, but now I've fully forgotten. But everyone, what are they fucking called? My brain, I can see it in my mind's eye, but I can't remember what it's called. It's just this big, it's just this big blender that like everyone has that's really good. <laughs> yeah, I get it. Um, and it's like $800. I think it's worth it. Same. I think, it's, yeah, I think we live in a society, as we've talked about before, that's like too obsessed with home ownership, being sensible. Yeah, we're all going to die one day. We're all going to die. We're not going to take anything with us. So Every time I talk about shit like this, I, I know that there's so many people slamming their heads against the wall, but always my mind goes first to Hannah. <laughs> I just texting you being like, Isabel, no. Isabel, Rain it in. Do not buy an $800 blender. Yeah. I think you should. I'm going to. This is the first thing I do when I land on those sunny shores <laughs> by my blender. Because right now my neutral is just getting fucking It's because you annihilated. use it like it's a martini shaker. I know. I'm like hiffing it around the room because the ice gets stuck in it and it's not sharp <laughs> enough. Um, I have something to tell you. Oh, my God. Your skin's looking luminous. Really? Yeah. I do not. It's it the rationale so nice. glow. I was just thinking that. It's it's because it looked – I caught you off guard by it looking so you look so nice really do you have fake tan drops on your face yeah yeah you look so nice i put them on today so i haven't even seen myself looking nice yet gorgeous what's funny about those fake tan drops what are they called isle of paradise isle of paradise is that it's quite a stressful it's quite an annoying thing when you have breakouts because what what it does what that you do is you put a couple of drops in moisturizer and then rub it in and put it on your face. And it's so simple. But what sucks about it is when you have pimples or breakouts, it makes them redder. Like mm. It makes them look more noticeable. Mm-hmm. And I realized that before our AWD shoot, when our gorgeous makeup artist, who's also a fan of the pod, mm-hmm. um, said, Erica, she said that, like, yeah, basically I was like, oh, I put fake tan on. And then I realized that was such a bad idea because it's made my pimples brighter. And she was just like, yeah, I just wouldn't do that. I would cover it with, with makeup instead and not use them. So now I've stopped using them. Mm. And your face just looks so special and nice. Does it? Oh, my God. I've been feeling like such a haggard <laughs> London girl. Yeah. It's the harsh climate. I know. I feel like what people look like when they've lived in London for three years, just like a shell of their former yes. glowing selves. So thank you. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. 
one of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Okay, moving on to yes. a naughty nippo baby. <laughs> naughty nippo babies. Lily. Oh, oh, shit. We haven't even gone to Jonah Hill. Do you think we do that on Patreon? Yeah, maybe Patreon. That's you. nice. Yeah. Um, Talk about bossing him. <laughs> you guys get an insight into what's happening tomorrow. <laughs> uh, okay, on to a naughty nippo baby, Lily Rose Depp. When will they learn? So I only just read her cover story for Al. And when she talks about a lot of things, she talks about work. She just mentions work so much. I was mm-hmm. like, stop. She's just like, I don't want to, you know, I just want my work to speak for itself. I just want my work to speak for itself. I just want to do good work. I just want to put my work out there, <laughs> which I get. But it just was a bit. When you say it, it like undermines yes, the work. saying I want the work to speak for itself. Yes. I think the thing with her, which I feel, um, I feel bad about it. She obviously just comes across as very like naive to me and like not media trained. <laughs> I don't think she's really done. I think the reason it's inspired so much anger is because she, what has she done as an actress? I can't yeah, I think, think of anything. Like, it's not like she's been critically acclaimed for performance or anything. Like, What was she in with Timothy Chalamet? I don't even know. But that yes. was when they got together. Yes, it was um, Joel Edgerton directed it and it was like a medieval. Yeah, see, I haven't seen that. I haven't seen it either. But yeah, she hasn't done much. And then I feel like The Idol, which is what she was doing this press for, which is that show she's in with The Weeknd, directed by Sam Levinson, the Euphoria director. Who's also a Nepo baby, I discovered. Really? Yeah, when I was Googling. He's, he's the son of Barry Levinson, who's apparently like a massive Hollywood heavyweight. Oh my God. I was like, of course. Yes. Um, so this is like her first massive role. And I was even thinking, aside, I don't know, I was even thinking this isn't like specifically... I mean, it is a Nepo Baby thing, but I was just thinking how Sam Levinson seems to like to cast for hype. Mm. Like, and I feel like obviously like casting The Weeknd in his first mm-hmm. major role and then casting Lily Rose Depp, mm-hmm. it just does feel like it just, it's like a funny role to be saying, to be talking about nepotism when it feels like a role you got because of who you are, because that's the kind of stuff he likes to do. Yes. Um. But yeah, so... So she said, the internet cares a lot more. The internet cares a lot more about who your family is and the people who are casting you and things. Maybe you get your foot in the door, but it's still just your foot in the door. There's a lot of work that comes after that, which is just like the most, that's just like the basic line that's always like trotted out by Nepo babies. Mm. Like I think Zoe Kravitz has said the same thing, but it just got less backlash. Yeah. Um, People say it all the time. They say 
it helps you get a foot in the door. But once your foot's in the door, you have to work harder, right? Yeah, but you have to work twice as hard to prove you deserve to be there. Yeah. But it like the most obvious response to that is just like getting your foot in the door is like 90% of yeah. the thing in Hollywood. Like, yeah, just getting noticed, yeah. getting a callback, getting an audition in the first place. Yeah. Some people like, wait like five years until they get a literal audition with a casting director. Like, they just send in tapes and tapes and tapes and tapes if just nothing happens. So saying that is just cra- – like for her to not have like thought about that for five minutes before she talks about it is so surprising to me. I mean, yeah, I feel I feel bad for her because – I feel bad for her in a way because like I think – yeah, I think as you say, she just – she just seems quite – she seems like she hasn't been super across this conversation in a normal way. It feels as though she's been across this conversation with other elites, <laughs> with other Nippo babies who have been like, this is so stupid, la, la, la. And she's kind of reiterating that point without having like heard the wider public's opinion of it, maybe. I think that kind of makes sense. And then um, I do think she made a good point, though, with the, with the women thing. Mm-hmm. She said, "When it comes to nepo babies, like we always, it's always focused towards women who are nepo babies, which is so true. So true. Like Timothy Chalamet, I get that Johnny Depp is so famous. So like for her, it's so Obvious. I don't know, it's so specific to her because like she's so connected to someone so famous. But like Timothy Chalamet is like to a lesser extent, but is still a nepo baby. How? Oh, oh yeah, I think his you told parents me this. are like yeah. in the industry. Yeah, yeah. And I think what we don't realize as like normies is that your parents being behind the scenes in the industry to the industry is like almost as powerful as yeah. them being famous. Yes. Like if your parent is like a famous executive producer or casting director or something, like they're going to get you the audition. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just as much as like a Johnny Depp's kid because you're Johnny Depp's kid. Yeah. Yeah. I think she gets it. She gets it hard because her last name is Deb, mm-hmm. which is like one of the most recognizable last names in Hollywood. What I think about her, like, in again, in her defense, there's, like, a lot of Nepo babies that I think truly, like, wouldn't have careers if they weren't Nepo babies. But for her, I, I honestly think she's, like, astoundingly beautiful. Like, I think she would become, like, I, I know she's short and there was, like, a huge conversation about her being too short to be a model. But I feel like she would be, like, an Instagram it girl, fashion girl with She'd a be, huge yeah. following. She's, she's yeah. I find her pretty, but I don't find her um, – I don't find that she has that it factor, I don't think, to right. me. Yeah. Like, I just – I'm just like, yeah. I don't really feel as though she has much personality or something would, that you would – that would be required of you to be, like, a girl like that. Yes. I mean, I agree. She doesn't seem to have <laughs> – she doesn't seem to – she hasn't, like, shown much of her personality. But I just think she's so, like, striking. I think she'd be, like – Gabrielle or something like one of those mm. Instagram girls that has like you know half a million followers and does like paid for Instagram posts <laughs> yeah <laughs> but she wouldn't be like this level of famous obviously she wouldn't be like the Chanel girl walking with Carl Lagerfeld and stuff that's obviously she's got like the double whammy of Johnny Depp who's really famous and then Vanessa Paradis who's like very respected in like the French fashion world yeah. so she just got the biggest double whammy she said, yeah, she does find it interesting. She said, it's weird to me to reduce somebody to the idea that they're only there because it's a generational thing. It just doesn't make any sense. If somebody's mum or dad is a doctor and then the kid becomes a doctor, you're not going to be like, well, you're only a doctor because your parent is a doctor. 
It's like, no, I went to medical school and trained. That's a bad example. This is why celebrities shouldn't talk. I know. <laughs> they just reveal too much. That's a crazy thing to say. Yeah. But I do, yeah, I find the the men thing really interesting because there are just so many men that if you pull up a list that you just don't even realize are Nepo babies. Or you would, for example, I look at Laura Dern yeah. and I think of her as being a Nepo baby. Yeah. But I look at Leonardo DiCaprio and don't think that at all. Yes. And it's because Leonardo DiCaprio's, like, dad was less successful than Laura Dern's dad. Right. But the, I think the principal, I think the principals are still there. Like, Ben Stiller. I don't think people think of him as, like, a Nepo baby. Mm-mm. His parents were so famous. Who mm. else? George Clooney's a Nepo baby. Really? Yeah. His, like, his aunt. Yeah, she yeah. She was still, like, in... Well, yeah. It's, yeah. like, Julia Roberts. Emma Roberts is her aunt. Like, yeah. it gets you in the door. Yeah, big time. Male Nepo babies. Is this Benedict Cumberbatch? Oh, my God. So, yeah. So, what was it? Who? There was a lot of backlash to this. Who were the main people? So, the what happened was, like, this article was seized on by the fashion models, which, again, I felt a little bad. <laughs> Lily rose up. Just because she was talking about it in the context of acting. Yeah. But I think there's just this fury among models, which is so justified and valid, where they're so fucking sick of these, like, girls who wouldn't last five minutes in the industry getting Mm. all the contracts and all the money and all the shows just because they have famous parents, that it just, like, unleashed a wave of fury from models. So Vittoria Caretti, who's, like, an Italian supermodel, did this huge thing on her Instagram stories that was, like, really gnarly, (laughs) like... She was like, sorry, I couldn't just go back to my fucking dad's house in Malibu when I didn't get, like, jobs. And basically just talked about how, like, invalidating comments, how invalidating comments like Lily Rose Depp's are. Because when you're a model trying to make it and you have to keep pushing and pushing and pushing, it's not only that being famous gets you cast for stuff you wouldn't get otherwise. It's like you have the financial resources when you're exhausted to go home and visit your parents whenever you want, like – you're insulated from having to wait hours in line at castings or, you know, like there's just so many things that you're protected from on top of also getting stuff that you maybe don't deserve. Mm. You get paid more. The casting directors aren't going to like abuse you and treat you like shit. You know, it's not just even the one thing. It's like the one thing plus 10 other things. Yeah. She said, I would really love to see if you would have lasted through the first five years of my career, not only being rejected, because I know you have experience with it and you can tell me a sad little story about it even if at the end of the day you can always go cry on your dad's couch in your villa in Malibu about how about not being able to pay for your flight back home to your family waiting hours to do a fitting and casting just to see a Nepo baby walk past you from the warm seat of his or her Mercedes with his or her driver and his or her friend assistant agent taking care of his or her mental health you have no fucking idea how much you have to fight to make people respect you it takes years you just get it for free from day one Mm. which is very true very true. And then Anok Yai wrote the same, like wrote a similar piece, but like brought race into it, which I think is so relevant too. Because it's mm. just like a lot of the white models like going off in the nepotism thing, which is like really valid. But then she was like, for black models, it's like the nepotism baby thing and then the whiteness <laughs> mm. thing. Like it's like a double layer of fucked. Massively. Mad. Yeah. So... I mean, she hasn't said anything. 
I know. Sense. She probably doesn't even know what's going on. I know. She's like, she doesn't even limited comments on her Instagram. Like the post from the cover is just full of people being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? And really? she's just left them on. Yeah. Yeah. Very interesting. And there's obviously talented Nepo babies who have proven. Yeah. There's, I, I think she's like, she is right in the sense that you can't be, you can't get an, uh, like an audition be really, really shit and get the job. And you can't get an audition, be shit, get a job, and then have a full career. Like The Carrie Styles probably will not yeah. have an acting career. Surely. Or, for example, a good example in the modeling industry is Kendall Jenner. Mm-hmm. I mean, actually, it's probably not a good example because no, she's, like, the highest. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, like, Kendall Jenner is, like, the highest paid model in the world, which mm. is so fucked up. But then at the same time, the tide has, like, so turned on her uh, – in the like public sphere because people just realize that she's just not a good model basically. Mm-hmm. And so on TikTok, everyone's just like Kendall Jenner just doesn't try, you know, her walk is shit. She doesn't look like she cares. She's just kind of like turning up for a check. And that has made people, people, I guess online, not really respect her, but at the same time, I guess she's still getting like magazine covers and getting paid shit ton. Mm. And then there's Bella Hadid, who's like the other example of someone who is a Nepo baby who everyone was like, couldn't really be fucked for when she came into the industry and who worked very, very hard, who has like honed in on her craft and, and has become the from her own, obviously privileged, very, very privileged position of like everything, Victoria said, like having the money and the means to be able to do all of this stuff and to be, they're on time and to look the part and whatever. Um, but she's like worked really hard and is now really respected. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And Madonna's daughter, Lords, Lords Leon. Oh yeah. Just did a shoot with the cut and was talking about it. And she was basically just saying like, I would have to be a fucking moron not to admit like <laughs> yeah. the benefit that I've had with doing this and kind of just said like a much more like thoughtful version of the same thing, which was like, you do still have to work. I have no doubt that like a lot of these, you know, people like Nepo babies. Like people don't hate them. Like Dakota Johnson, everyone loves. Mm. Um, Zoe Kravitz, people mainly like. <laughs> like a Dakota Johnson's a great example of someone who is a Nepo baby, but obviously works really hard at what she does and has a production company and like is a really good actress. So people are less resentful. You can get away with it as long as you're not like, it's hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and also from that perspective, I think you would you would feel constantly like any room you walked into of real, like quote-unquote models, real quote-unquote actors, mm. people who have gone to drama school, people who have worked for years for it, people who have studied it at these proper institutions, you would feel like they were all judging you immediately all the time. Like you would always feel as though you had to prove yourself because – everyone's looking at you in this way of just being like, oh, you're just so-and-so's daughter immediately upon meeting you. Mm -hmm. And that would, like, it would suck, but still. (laughs) It's a good, yeah, of all the problems you have. But it's all, I I mean, and I get it as well. Like, I even, even, like, really talented people, like, I'm obsessed with Liza Minnelli. You always have in the back of your head, oh, but she's, like, Judy Garland's daughter. Like, no matter what they do, no matter how successful, how amazing they are, there's always going to be a part of their success that is, like, undercut. Mm. And that would be a hard thing to deal with if you were really talented and worked really hard. Yeah. I think that's fair. But I also think the way the Lily Rose Depp talked about it is stupid. Yeah. 
She can go back to her dad's Malibu villa and cry on the couch. I mean, who the fuck would want to be Johnny Depp's daughter? As in, like, right in now. the last year. That would have been fucking horrific. I know. She responded to that quite well. Yeah. She just said she, like, hasn't responded to a pup. I mean, I can't believe the writer even asked, but I'd be so scared. I always think that was, like, <laughs> yeah. what was the one that I read recently where someone was asking? Maybe it was even Olivia Wilde. I was just like, I am not, would never be cut out for this kind of celebrity yeah. journalism. I'd be like, don't worry about it. It's fine. Yeah. So the writer asked about it and she just said, or about how she hadn't said anything publicly. And she just said that she's, um, feels as though she's should, it was some, something like she feels as though she should be able to have her private, her own private space for her own thoughts mm-hmm. when it comes to that, which is like obviously true. Yeah. That felt like a very prepared line in like a nice way. Yeah. So I was like, how did you, <laughs> I don't know. I, just I, think- I honestly think it's, I honestly think it's the case of like, you know, when you have a conversation with friends. Yeah. She's had a conversation with friends who are like older, smarter, been in the industry longer, who mm-hmm. have said a few points mm-hmm. for not for public consumption. And she's been like, they're spot on. And she's said it, not realizing that how that would come across if you weren't sitting in that room with those people who are all like really privileged. Yes. I think. And all those people would know never to never say it say on it. the record. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Aww, it's a bit jarre. I feel sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we'll send her a cap. I know. A jarre cap. Um, okay. Bye, girlies. Bye. Look out for the merch. Yeah. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Need new glasses or want a fresh new style? Warby Parker has you covered. Glasses start at just 95 bucks, including anti-reflective, scratch-resistant prescription lenses that block 100% of UV rays. Every frame's designed in-house, with a huge selection of styles for every face shape. And with Warby Parker's free home try-on program, you can order five pairs to try at home for free. Shipping is free both ways, too. Go to warbyparker.com covered to try five pairs of frames at home for free. warbyparker.com covered.